Options Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am, of course, joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I am very good, mate. How are you? Very good. Yeah, good, good, good. Wonderful. In this continuing mess of a summer game fest, so we don't quite know what's happening. Which yeah. has actually been, it's been, it's, I've actually in a weird way liked it because it's been nice to casually drip feed these episodes out. Yeah, I just kind of, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I miss like having the one week and like to an extent I do as well, but I don't know. It's just, it's nice just to sort of like wake up in the morning and check Twitter, check Reset Error and just be like, oh shit, we're getting a thing tonight. <laughs> oh, next week there's going to do, oh cool, we're, this is happening. It's like. I'm, I'm, it's almost going to make like when when all of this is over it's almost going to be harder to let go of than just having it all like punched into one week i see um, both sides like like i said i really like being able to just casually do these episodes every couple of weeks and be like cool i've got enough to do another summer games first episode but at the same time i don't know there's, there's got to be a good middle ground right because mm. packing them all in the, like three or four days is insane maybe it should just be a week-long thing i don't know i don't know that's not our job to decide joel we don't have to fix it not our no, job not don't. that concern we just get to sit back and enjoy and criticize we roll with the punches <laughs> and um, just they keep punching they, yeah absolutely so yeah this will be another quest log free episode but we do have one of those in the pipeline hopefully soon because mm-hmm. obviously it's been a while since our last update on what we've been playing and we've been playing a lot like heaps, like super, most, super heaps. Most predominantly Ghost of Tsushima, but well, like... <laughs> I mean, we skipped Last of Us Part Two. That that came. And I mean, went. We, yeah, we played yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Crosscode. Uh, Necro yeah. Barista is out now. Necro Barista is out. Everyone should, if you've got a PC, go and buy Necro Barista. First of all, because it's good, mm-hmm. and also it's Australian made. Also, it's mm-hmm. set in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and also you just should play it. And uh, if you're waiting for the console version. That's fine. Just make sure you buy it when it comes out on console. That's all it's, I ask. Like some of like from the demos that I played, you, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard us talk about it. But like, it's some of the best writing I've seen in a video so, game. It's just it's I, so good. Some of it, I I just want to watch the face of like an international player. Like it would remi- it would remind me of how it felt playing the pre sequel, like Borderlands the pre sequel. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, these jokes are great, boy. I don't think anyone else will really get them, though. <laughs> this is even more localized as well, because it's not just oh, yeah. Australianism. It's like, it's, it's set Melbourne. In Melbourne. <laughs> like, it is very Melbourne. And, which, it, it's not, yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. eventually, but it's we not will. just Melbourne, Melbourne. We are, like, are going to be gonna... working our way through it yeah. over the, hopefully the next week. Hopefully, we'll, we'll definitely bake into that. But that's that's okay. That's the future. Yeah. Because for now, we have another Summer Games Fest episode to go straight into. So I'm just going to go ahead and drag us into the bonus round. Bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment. And what the hell we want it to be this time is we're going to look at three more of the Summer Games Fest. What? Two Summer Games Fest things. And one thing that I don't think was technically part of it, but I did see Jeff Keighley chuck up on his schedule summer game fest adjacent yeah i think is yeah Uh, which we'll start with that one first because it's the shortest it's the shortest uh i think it was it was a it's always a roller coaster ride 
when you're talking about a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. All right. Let so let, this has this has like background. <laughs> like for starters, like anytime Nintendo announces anything, it's just oh my god, we're finally going to hear about Metroid and the Mario anniversary stuff, and all. And it's like, well, no, just and the Switch Pro, and it's just like none of this is realistic, guys. Just, yeah, there's no, especially when and it hurts me to fact- say that because I want to see Metroid Five, I want to see Prime Four, yeah. I want that trilogy. Yeah. I, I, to an extent, want to see that, like, you know, what they're doing for Mario's 35th anniversary, because they've really done nothing so far. Has um, it built Mario to be treated like Samus? That's not true. Mario's well, got a freaking Lego kit. And, yeah, that's true. And also, it's it's not Mario's... It's not, like... If Nintendo had their way, we would have heard stuff about it. Let's, let's know, face yeah, it. Absolutely. Because um, Super, Super Nintendo Land would have opened in Japan, like, I think two weeks ago. Um, I'm sure they would have been at the Olympics at some point. Like oh yeah, for sure. Mario in that opening ceremony. Been in the intro. Um, so like, w- there would have been stuff that we've seen that just isn't possible at the moment. Oh, yeah. So they're just sort of like, I guess, retooling all that. But, but yeah, yeah. But especially when they announced this like kind of thing, where it's like, so this one was only, weird though, right? Well, because people see the words Nintendo Direct and they go, oh, but look at the full title of what this is. Like, do we even touch on the Bakugan debacle? I don't remember. I don't think we did. I don't think we did, no. Oh, boy. When they decided to showcase Paper Mario, and then also it was just a disaster when they were like, oh, also we're going to have like Way Forward's next game. And then very quickly had to put a second tweet, which I don't know how you browse Twitter, but generally those second tweets, I don't see. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but this one was very important to say, to very clearly clarify that it, first of all, wasn't going to be Nintendo IP, sorry Metroid fans, and that it would be third party. And yeah, it was Bakugan. And I, I'll be honest, without I have no attachment to Bakugan. Nope. It looked pretty average. But I know the way forward are a good dev studio, so Yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> so No, me neither. But uh yeah, so that happened and I think that the combination of that and the fact we haven't had a like technically a full proper direct, I think since like September of last year. Yeah was like the first proper, like the last proper direct. So it's been a while. People are obviously hungry and they want information. But obviously coronavirus is ridiculous and this whole situation is still developing. So I completely sympathize with the fact that Nintendo can't just go, okay, here's our direct. Uh, Here's our games lined up for the rest of this year. Because it seems like Japan itself is in a lot of ways having a lot of issues with the work from home stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Either way. and also, too, it, like, it's understandable for people to be rationally, like, cautious oh, yeah. about, about Nintendo. Because, like, the, their slate at the moment of stuff that is announced, or, like, none of it has dates. The last one that had a date just came out, which is Paper Mario. Yeah, it's just the only thing we can possibly... Like, yeah, we probably a Smash character. In, that, in the next six months. That's, like, what we probably know we're getting. And even that's not guaranteed. No. So, like, yeah, I... Nintendo is very comfortably being able to ride on Animal Crossing for a while. Yeah, I wonder if Animal Crossing hadn't come out when it did, if this would still be the situation we'd be in. If, if they if would it... be so cautious about, like, you know, announcing new things or... I mean, if just... Animal Crossing had come out and maybe not been a runaway success as well, like, it's it killed it. Animal Crossing, 
like for all my as much as i look i enjoyed animal crossing mm. but i'm also desperate for other nintendo games of course and as much as i sort of begrudge it i get it because it mm. made them so much money absolutely but anyway, um, this is all off topic because we're, we're well, probably talking it, it, about all this stuff longer than the actual thing. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair because it, it, it was it, they they announced it as a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, is which is a title. new thing that they they said there's going to be more of these. We did have no date or window, but it seems like these will be used to showcase small games like pairs of games or like. Instead of having like a direct where it's just like, here's 15 games, this will be a partner thing where it's like, here's three. There you go. Yeah. 10 minutes Which ago. Which is cool. I, I mean, it's cool for to, to highlight neat things that people, or even niche things that might people might gloss over when there is like a Mario game or a Zelda game or a Metroid game in the mix. Yes. Like, it's, it's good for them to sort of, especially with this one in particular, because there is a specific fan base that has been thirsty for knowledge about this specific game. So... Um, you want to talk about bitter fan bases? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and yeah, I get it, but we'll talk about that. I get it, but it's fine. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, we had this, we had this, and I think I, as soon as they posted that as like the full name, I think expectations were in check, and they very clearly said in the description as well that it would feature a small amount of already announced games. Again, Nintendo at least being ahead of like getting ahead of the messaging and being like, okay, look, guys, here's your expectations. Put them here. And I think they followed it up too by saying it was only going to be about ten minutes long. Yes, they did. I think yeah. I'm not sure if they said it or if someone like found the video on YouTube. Like it was, yeah. they could see the length. So and like the Japanese one was a bit longer because they had a couple of extra games. But um, yeah. And I think the part that surprised me was because they set their expectations there. I at least got to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I look. It's it was neat when we got to the. Uh, should we just like, apart from well, one of them actually was yeah pretty interesting for me, and the other one was like okay, yep. Okay, well, so we'll quickly run down it. So it started with Cadence of Hyrule. Yes. Announced a season pass of this game, which came out last year, didn't it? Like over a year ago. I think so. It was. I think around E three it released. I think yeah. it was a Shadow Drop, so, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. So it's getting three DLC packs in the. I don't think there's any dates for them. Well, one one of them came later today, which was the character pack, which adds new, more characters to the game. Yeah. Uh, the second pack is a melody pack, which when you purchase it will add 39 tracks, including remixed versions of the game's background music, and you can change the music at will, which is cool. Yes. And then the meaty third pack is story content, which is the Symphony of a Mask, which lets you play as Skull Kid and venture through a new map in this in this, in the new pack, complete with new songs. And a new story, Skull Kid also possesses the power to change abilities based on the masks he dons. That sounds rad. Yeah. So clearly this is going to be like maybe a Majora's Mask sort of... Possibly, uh, yeah. Like Especially with it including Skull Kid. Like, I don't exactly. know if it'll be as long as Cadence, but definitely it will be... I'm interested. Like, it, it, it's, was... the, it's the Majora's Mask of this game to like Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, like it'll be yeah, like using a lot of the, the built stuff they built for a new game. Probably yeah. Mm. Uh, then we had WWE 2K Battlegrounds, now, and then we had Rogue Company. <laughs> yeah, look, honestly, I I'm so I played a bit of Rogue Company the other day because it, it after that presentation it it launched. You could you could buy it. Well, I was early like, oh, cool. access did. It was early access, yeah, and I was like, oh, I 
just assumed it was going to be free to play and it wasn't i was like oh well i'm not buying it because i'm not that interested in it um but uh press start australia were giving away some keys and i managed to nab one of those for ps4 and i played it for about 20 minutes and it's just like what if we put counter-strike and overwatch together and just sort of phoned it in a little bit i don't know i just i i it may have just been like me playing it when i was playing it i just wasn't in the mood for that or it just wasn't fun but wasn't it's it tough, wasn't right? fun because it's, yeah. it's early access because so it's definitely yeah. gonna change but at the same time like the most important the best chance you have at like grabbing people's attention is this like having this moment in a nintendo direct even if it's a, even if it's a mini nintendo's putting spotlight on you so your games had a, had its moment in the spotlight and then yeah to sort of walk away like you felt at least i don't know what the general consensus has been yet i haven't really gone looking yeah, and that also probably isn't a good sign, like, honestly. Mm. If it's not being shoved in my face saying, well, Rogue Company's really fun. Like, it's... It seems um, serviceable. But, yeah, having said that, like, I haven't watched wrestling for a while. I've actually thought about going, but it's like, getting back into it again. I can't believe I do you're enjoy taking it. us back to it. I can't believe you're dragging us back to WWE. This looks like what I want from a wrestling game. This looks like it's, it's arcadey. It looks like punching people does things, and, like... Like when you, when you do an attack on someone, it takes health off them. It's not like trying to figure out how to pin them and all this sort of stuff. It, it seems like an arcade brawly fun game, and I think this is what kind of what WWE should be doing is like these fun sort of brawler games, um, and and making it a little bit more arcade. And because they're making it arcadey, they can and they're just pulling from their whole back catalog. So like you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin's there, and The Rock's there, and like all these old wrestlers for the when I used to watch it. I'm like, okay, so this one actually has my. If this was to ever like go super cheap, uh, and if it has like a like a career mode that's like fun to play through, I could I could see myself buying into this honestly. What? It's I I think it's a good move it. for 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 two K, especially after the debacle that was last year's game that was just yeah, a wow. broken piece of mess like the, we won't talk about that <laughs> yeah that just it wasn't a, a functioning game when they shipped it so yeah doing something a little bit more small scale a little bit more fun a little bit more silly um i think is what people like maybe what fans kind of want like not focusing on like making your own wrestler and stuff and being able to play as these old like cool wrestlers that y- you liked from when you were a kid and all that kind of stuff i know that's just me then we had the two surprises. Yes. So then, so we get, boy, we see the Atlas logo. <laughs> yeah, I, which, yep. It's, so whenever you see the Atlas logo, it's a roller coaster, oh, especially yeah. if it's in a Nintendo presentation, because of it is, Persona 5 is still not on Switch. Mm-hmm. And even aside from that, Scramble has no Western release date. So those are both the first two things where I was like, <sighs> and then, like, boy, the shock when it was, because I started with um, Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, which I have, I my as much as I played Persona 3, 4, and 5, like to death, my Shin Megami Tensei time is limited. I played a bit of 4 on 3DS, but I fell out of it, unfortunately. But a lot of that could be the platform. Uh, I am very curious about Nocturne. I've, I hear it's very good. Right. And uh, the, the big thing is that's getting remastered for Switch and PS4. It's coming to Japan later this year, but the rest of the world gets its spring 2021. 
And I, at that point, I was like, okay, cool. That was a pretty was a pretty good partner direct. Like, hadn't like you said already announced games. This Nocturne remasters new. That the then they rolled into their Shin Megami Tensei Five trailer, which I think shocked me the most. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, this game, when did it get announced? Was it like two years ago? It got announced when the, the Switch presentation was. Oh, God, that's right. It was at the Switch presentation. And honestly, <laughs> like, this is a new trailer, but much like the first trailer, it takes place predominantly in a train station. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, we got a new look at Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, coming 2021 exclusively to Switch, and that was like, okay, that's cool. But the big news, and this is just big news in general, if Atlas can, can first of all pull this off, and second of all make it a standard for them, uh, it will have a simultaneous global launch. Yeah. So I think that's the, like, I'm very happy for the Shin Megami Tensei fans out there, because... I, I will I, say, I, when 5 comes out, Joel, I think you should at least look at it. I think, I, I mean, I definitely will, because I'm like, it. Like I love Persona, so I, I, I like what that those teams do. So... You know, I, I, I just, for me, it, it, it isn't like punching me in the face with style like Persona does, Persona does, and I am very much into flashy shit like that. Um, and it just so happens that like Persona can back it up with like a heartwarming story and fun characters. But I, I definitely, definitely will check out Five. Um, and who knows, this could be the thing that makes me go like this could be the Persona Four Golden for me for the Shin Megami Tensei series. Where it's like, yeah, well, this is the one that gets me in the door. To this day, I still regret not playing uh, Apocalypse on 3DS. Yeah, that one SM- actually. SMT4 Apocalypse looked very cool. And I just never got around to it, unfortunately. But um, at yeah. Yeah, 5, I'm determined to play and finish. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was sort of it for the direct, the yeah. partner direct. Well, I think, yeah, like you said, I think the most important thing, like for, for me, from that, like, you know, seeing Atlas there with Shimagami Tensei saying that, you know, simultaneous worldwide release like yeah that's huge like where does that sit for the future of atlas like is this going to be the standard going forward i hope so yeah is this only happening because i don't i think oh i actually might quickly fact check myself before i say anything because i'm not sure if if nintendo is publishing shimigami tensei 5 or is atlas Um, no it it is atlas so that's so yeah this because at first i thought maybe this is because maybe nintendo's pitching in or helping or well, to sort of get the global release date but it sounds like this could be just atlas and if this is a thing they can do and maybe like down the road in like five years when persona 6 comes out and i don't have to wait six whole months to play the english version that's that's a win that's a win for everyone well does shimigami tensei do they are they known for having like localization like english voiceover as well or are they yeah, predominantly British, released in Japanese, just only. I'm almost certain they just still have English voice acting. I, I, I'm just curious, just because I'm trying. I'm trying to remember now, but I'm pretty sure they do. Because I thought that, but that's where my mind went in terms of it being like getting it out as a simultaneous worldwide release, is like not having to worry about doing it English localization voices. Let's so quickly check it real quick. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like it was, it was interesting. Just it was like, oh, this is neat. Um. You know, I'm again I'm very happy for all the the Shin Megami Tensei fans out there because they don't have to hate people like me that are Persona fans <laughs> for much. They they can have a a moment, brief moment of, of uh, a light 
in the darkness for them, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it looks like, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 4 did have an English dub. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like there's definitely, you can sense the animosity between the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei fan bases sometimes. Yeah. And I get it, right? Because Atlas is just sitting over here just pumping out Persona games. And Shin Megami Tensei 5, they announced, yeah, when the Switch was revealed, like that that Nintendo live presentation and it's been radio silence ever since. Yeah. So when I see Shin Megami Tensei 5, because like everyone just sort of figured that when it popped up next, it would be at Atlas's behest. Yeah. Not in a Nintendo Direct of any sort. So yeah, yeah it was let a good alone, surprise. Let alone like a, a mini partner's Direct that people yeah. were already just like, okay, I'll check it out for but Nint- Even Nintendo was playing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was a cool surprise. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty neat. Like... But I think that later on that night, early morning for us, I'm pretty sure, um, was when the the next presentation happened, wasn't it? Oh, my knowledge of time yeah. is gone. I feel my like concept it was like... of time, my grasp of it, gone. <laughs> I feel like it was either the same or it was the next night. Maybe the next night. Might have been the next night. It but... happened between when this episode is and when our last episode is. Yes, it did. That is correct. <laughs> That is that is what uh, a correct statement that we can go with. That is factual. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the. F- so, it was in partnership with Daily Devs, but it was sort of listed as this is why I had a trouble trying to find like a rundown for it because I was looking for Daily Devs. Um, but yeah, it's officially called a Summer Game Fest Developer Showcase. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's right. But it was in it was partnership Day with Day of the Devs. Yeah, it was, but it was a Day of the Devs stream again. Um, much like the first one, had a cute intro with um, Tim Schafer, uh, yeah. which is adorable. Which he uh, is on. We have cool friends on kind of funny this week. I saw it pop up, and I'm like, hmm, I will watch that because I quite like Tim Schafer. Um, but yeah, whole mess up. Well, not as many this time. There's only about twelve games. I say only twelve games, but like um, some yeah, some pretty neat uh, indie stuff being represented here. Some stuff we'd heard of. Yes, some stuff we'd heard of, um, some stuff we've played. um, And also kick things off with a performance of It's Bug Snacks from... Yes, the Bug Snacks. From Bug Snacks. Um, It's on Spotify, isn't it? It is. You can buy it on vinyl as well, and it comes with a strawberry-scented scratch-and-sniff card. Um, Sure. Why not? Lean into it. (laughs) Yeah, you can buy it from IM8Bit, and I'm sure that thing is selling like hotcakes. Um, I'm sure it's sold out. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you should check that, actually, because, um, um, yeah, so it's like a 7-inch vinyl you can get it on as well, and they did, a, like, a as live as you can get performance of it, um, and it was great, and I've had it in my head ever since. Um, but... That means it's working. Yeah, exactly. Bug Snacks is working. Exactly. You know, it's kind of bug and kind of snack. Try to catch them in your trap. Um, but, yeah whole bunch of is, is anything that's really sticking out to you Karen, that you want to sort of like dive into first i mean we both we both very clearly started stated before the show started we we agreed on a winner right yeah oh absolutely and, and it feels wrong to start here but i'm just gonna have to no do it and that is an airport for do- an airport for aliens currently run by dogs Best. by strange scaffold now even if they didn't show anything from this game I mean, they showed quite a lot but just hearing that title, I'm like, all right, I'm interested. 
show me more. And they did. And they did. I don't even really know how to describe it. All I could tell you is really go and watch the video. Yeah. But it's so weird, but I laughed a lot. <laughs> I think it's, um, yeah, the, the, the press release here for it is pretty interesting. It just says an airport for aliens currently run by dogs is an open world comedy action, uh, comedy adventure game. Talk to stock photo dogs, solve their problems, catch your flight, and call it Dog Airport Game uh, when you get tired of saying the full title, like I did three months ago. God. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Like, as yeah. soon as this game is out, I'm playing it. <laughs> and, and it is. It, look, seriously, yeah, like you said, you need to go watch the trailer for this because it is literally just stock photos of dogs, and you just talk to them, and you do things for them, and... um, and, Like, off the top of my head, I can't remember any of the parts that made me laugh the most, but... I was laughing a lot during that. There's a part. There's a part where it was like, you know, take as much stuff as you are. Uh, take, uh, have a drink. Take as much as you want. Dogs don't believe in money. Yeah. Um. Oh, it, yeah. There were so many funny moments. I'm like, this looks fantastic. Um, was it one with like with, with like tickets, and you just like had heaps of tickets, or I don't know. Yeah, like... that's there. <laughs> just like take buy. No, that's right. If you lost your ticket, just buy another one. Dogs don't believe in money, and like you just like like all these tickets coming out of everywhere. Um, yeah, so it's just this like, open world sort of you know talking to different stock photos of dogs, and it um, looks so weird, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, and like it looks like it's a game that's half finished, but I think that's intentional, and it's it's great. Like it looks great. It. 100% up my alley. It's super weird. Would not be surprised if it was like published by Devolver, but it's not. But it seems very much in that sort of wheelhouse of game where it's just like, it's a weird thing you can go and play and have fun with. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Um, Yeah, coming uh, PC and Xbox for console exclusive holiday 2020. I'm in. Yeah. I'm Day 100% one. In. 100% in. Um. Another one that sort of popped out to me was, I mean, we I think we've spoken about it before in one of the other presentations because it's popped up there before, but uh, I Am Dead from um, Hollow Ponds and uh, Richard Hogg. This look, I'm just curious about, like, they sort of went into a little bit deeper about, like, what you'd be doing in the game, but this is a game where you play as a person who used to run a museum and um, who, has, who has died and you are trying to solve the mysteries of the island that your museum lived on before a volcano explodes and wipes up the entire existence of the town. You um, know, like normal. Yeah, but the, the main gameplay hook is, is because you're a ghost, you can like zoom right into things. So say there's like a, you know, a locked box on a desk, you can zoom into the box to see what's in it and say there's like a smaller box in there, you can zoom into that box as well. So, uh, and it's all about like, trying to find out different things so you can talk to other ghosts that are on the island and sort of get the full story of what's happened uh, on this island. And I'm like... It, it is a puzzle game. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. And, I'm, and it's got a really cute art style. Um, sounds really cool. Yeah, it does look good. Um, I definitely remember being curious when it was first announced, but see, seeing a bit more of a gameplay, I'm definitely more interested. Yeah. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on it. For sure. Um, uh, I'm I, I know it's not new, but I just want to talk about it because, first of all, the way that it was revealed was amazing, and that's and I expect everyone out there who doesn't own this game to buy a physical copy because Untitled Goose Game is getting a physical release, and just buy it. Just go yep. buy it. Yep. What are you waiting for? Um. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's yeah. The 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 physical editions are being sort of published by well, the super special editions are being published by I am Eight Bit 
who are, you know, part of Day of the Devs. Um, and yeah, it's got, one of the editions is called the Lovely Edition. Uh, is going to be made of entirely uh, recyclable materials, which yep. is pretty neat. Um, that's the exclusive version for I I may bit, but then there's a, a normal physical uh, edition that comes with like, uh, like I think a map and a booklet and some stickers and things like that. Um, but it's got like a map of the town, which is pretty cool. Um, I still haven't played this game. You haven't? Yeah, I've got it on my on my Xbox, but I haven't played it yet. Um, so I need to go to go play that. Um, and the soundtrack as well is available on vinyl through I Am Eight Bit. So it's a man. That soundtrack is. Simple but good. Yeah. Works um, really well in a game. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to hear how it sounds as a, like just a recorded, like listening to it just as a piece of music. Yeah, um, that's a really good point, actually. Because it's, it's very, because it's super dynamic, isn't it? About how it reacts to what's going on. And, yeah, and, and a lot of it, doing. how it plays out is very much tied to what the goose is doing. And like, yeah. So yeah, that's a very, I actually hadn't even considered that. I wonder what it does sound like is just like music. Yeah, it's because it's a lot of like weird, like jazzy sort of interlude-y, like. Um, I do remember there being being some nice piano in there, but yeah, it's yeah. Been, again, it's been a while. It's been a while, but yeah. Well, Joel, you do you need to play Untitled Goose Game? I do, I do. I'll get to it. It's like a few hours long, and you get to I'll be get a to jerk. It. I'll get to it. I think yeah. Once I finish Ghost of Tsushima, like I've got like a few games. Uh, Necro Bruce is only a few hours long. Carrion's only a few hours long. Goose Game. I might just like knock out a bunch of those like, little small ones. I'm kind of excited. As much as I'm liking Tsushima, not to go off topic, which I'm going to do right now. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to hit credits and just look into the distance and be like, Cyberpunk. You're in November. I know. I got like a couple of months to just sort of. <laughs> just, and just also see, see see like slightly below it trying to jump up into frame assassin's creed valhalla and and um watchdogs legion just be like and, and us and us too and, and then like if, if you look even lower down you see yakuza like a dragon oh no oh, <laughs> oh i'm excited boy. for all those games but yeah it's, it's, I, it's, cyberpunk's I'm, just like sitting on top <laughs> i'm i'm so i'm so committed to it now <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm i'm committed um yeah. Speaking about the games I'm very curious to play, though, uh, another one that I have played a demo of, Ghost Runner, made an appearance here again as well. Um, still looks really good. They sort of went in a little bit more. They showed a bit more of different, like, environments and some different abilities as well, which is pretty cool. Um, I, that game, I believe that game's going to do really well. I think that's going to be a really good game. And it's going to be really solid. Um, it looks like it'll be a good game on PC. Yes. Yes. Um, but I mean, hey, they they made Portal work on consoles, and that is a game that shouldn't work on consoles. Yeah, but I think there's more leeway in Portal than like this one seems very much like tied to your accuracy with aiming and movement and all that. Accuracy, not so much. Like accuracy and movement is probably the, in movement is probably the the more. The it just looks like we would feel better on a on a mouse and keyboard. Oh, for sure, absolutely. But like, it it feels like, if, if from what I played of it, m- moving around feels like Titanfall. Like, so if you're comfortable with playing Titanfall on a, on a controller, then you should be fine with this. Um, and I think the hitboxes are pretty lenient. Um, I think they have to be. It's, you know, they want to make you feel pretty good about it. So, but yeah, they went into a little bit more detail about that and showed a little bit more of like maybe where the story's going to go, some different environments and. Um, and such as well, but some pretty neat stuff there. 
Um, is there anything else you're hanging uh, out for? I mean, was it was, we were talking about before the show? Was that Tunche? Yeah, yeah, Tunche. I think it was like the hand drawn beat him up. Tunche, yeah, yeah. The the premise of it and like the way they sold it sounds really interesting. Sound effects probably could use some work, but I get that it's early. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like it's because it's set. What is it? It's Amazonian. a hand-drawn beat 'em up brawler with game with roguelike elements. But I'll hear you out because I like the rest of it. <laughs> Come up a, a pinch of shaman witchcraft. <laughs> Master the five characters, their skill sets, and ultimate abilities to defeat epic bosses and unravel the secrets of the mysterious Amazonian jungle. It's just that unique setting that's giving me. It's got, it's got me interested. The thing that got me was the character designs. Like oh, the, yeah, like the, 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 the playable characters really looked fucking cool. Like they looked like fun characters to play as, and they all look unique as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, this looked like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, having it sort of focus on like Amazonian like mythology. Myth. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it's a different sort of setting, but we haven't really. Yeah, it's just good to get some some new sort of settings like this, some new ideas. For sure. Get them out there. For sure. Um, there's a couple more that I'm sort of interested in. Uh, Figment Creed Valley seems pretty cool. Um, they sort of, uh, it's like touted it as like, you know, like an, an adventure puzzle game that's also a musical. And I was like, all right, I'm listening. You got me on the musical. Um, and like the boss fight seemed to be like music based. I was like, cool. All right. I am loving this new trend of uh, like indie games just being like, oh, by the way, we're a musical as well. Because there was, there's also um, No Straight Roads, which is coming out really soon. There's sort of a similar vibe where like the boss fights are like music based challenges, I think, uh, from from what I can tell. And then there's also way down the track when eventually it comes out um chorus the one yeah i'm really excited for chorus yeah i I backed that as well i actually got an email about it today i was reading about it but um yeah that one is going to be very interesting and there's another game we'll talk about in the final part of the show (laughs) that that is also like i cannot wait to talk about that game um so yeah i I just want to highlight that because i was like it's pretty neat yeah that's fair there was some other cool stuff as well. Um, Blasphemous, which came out last year, I think, um, is getting some. Got some free DLC. I think it's out now. Um, that adds a few quality, of, a few quality of life stuff and some extra story stuff to it, which is pretty neat. I've played the demo of that. It was it was pretty good. It's um bit of a unique art style and it's pretty full on. Some of the some of the execution kills are. Very violent for like you know a pixel-based um, platformer, but uh, and the other one that sort of stuck out to me of the new-ish games was uh, Void Train. That was pretty cool. It's like you you start off with like building a little train thing that you just travel through time and space, and you like jump off the train to go like mine different ingredients and stuff to pull back to your train and like build on it and make sure it's you know, build up and make it bigger so you can travel further into the void. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it looks neat. It was a, it was definitely a more, like, I, the first day of the devs obviously felt bigger, 
But I also mm. understand that this one more so existed because they had that many submissions that they needed to do a second one. Yep. And I think they said at the end their next one was in November? November. Yep. Yep. Which I would so, yeah. think maybe is going to be a, a lot of, like, next-gen stuff. Like, next-gen indies. Um, just just purely based on the timing, or, like, November seems to be, like... I mean... It would time it pretty maybe. well. It might just be because that gives a few other indies maybe a couple more months to... That too. That's what makes sense. Because yeah. as much as I think... I mean, we've already seen it both with the Xbox and PlayStation presentations. Indies will definitely be an important part of next gen, but also those games will probably also run on old consoles as well. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's... We'll see what it is. But either way, a couple of months. Yeah, a couple more months. Um, uh, Also, the other thing that got announced as well is Overcooked All You Can Eat for next gen, speaking of. um, For Xbox Series X, wasn't it? And I think PS5 as well, they've said. It is getting PS5? Okay, because I think it is coming to PS5. weird in the thing. Because it sounded yeah. like it was Xbox Series X. Yeah, I think PC. I read somewhere that's coming to PS5 as well. Okay. So, yeah. um, and yeah, basically that is a like Overcooked One and Two and all DLCs from both games. Um, Overcooked One is getting like a visual overhaul as well to sort of pump it up to like Overcooked Two's level. Uh, and it's also Overcooked One never had online multiplayer, and this one will now as well. And you can play through the whole thing uh, online couch co-op all that sort of stuff um and I mean, yeah i know it's, it's been it's they're being remastered from the ground up which is pretty neat yeah because I, I think they talked at length about how they had to basically rebuild overcooked one because it didn't have a lot of the stuff built into it that two did so yeah yeah really impressive I, they were saying that like you know there was only two of them that made overcooked one and then now they've got like a slightly bigger team now that they can they have the resources and no doubt the money to do so because Overcooked is just... Those like, two games have been a runaway success. They yeah. basically made a new like party game type. Yeah. When you think and of I stuff think like Moving sort of... Out and... What's the other one? There's another one. There's Moving Out. Yeah. And the other one, that it's basically Moving Out, but it's a different... Yeah. And yeah. I also... I don't. It's not. I don't think it's directly correlated, but I definitely also see some simil- some similarities in stretches that Nintendo game. Yep. So, and yeah. al- also a little bit of like maybe like in terms of like t- turning it into open world stuff as well as I'm um, totally reliable delivery service as well. Yeah, Another that's one true that's as a, well. So yeah, yeah. Overcooked has definitely been successful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like the time based co op games. That makes you hate your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or love them when you're all working together really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else that was really sticking out to me. From that no, but that was definitely... The, it was a good presentation, but yeah, definitely felt a bit more laid back and... I don't, I don't want to say like a lot on content compared to the first one, but it, it just did. There was a musical presentation at the end as well that I can't remember. It was from something that I liked... So, it was wasn't it pixel junk it was it was pixel junk yeah and beforehand like i think before bug snacks there was the um uh sayonara wild heart stuff as well that was the one and i'm annoyed that i missed that because <laughs> i tuned in oh, just okay, as it was finishing it. i was like ah oh. oh, damn it it was very chill very late it was yeah. Yeah, it was very much it was an acoustic set yeah it, i i got it caught the end of it and i was like fuck that game's good <laughs> it's a really good game cool 
Cool beans. Uh, that, of course, leads us to the, I guess, the big one of the week, the one that we've been waiting for for a couple of weeks now. And that was the Xbox Series X game showcase, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They gave it a name, but then after I hit the end of the thing, I'm like, I guess it was sort of what you said it was again, but like, it's. So, how do you want to tackle this? Because we saw a bunch of uh, first party stuff, we saw some third party stuff, there was Um, a pre show. I don't really know. Should we just dive into it in terms of like big topics or do you want to like kick around with some of the smaller ones first or i mean there's some there's some games never interesting to talk about yeah well we give the quick rundown of most of the pre-show because there's one that we should or maybe we'll just do that as well but there's like dragon quest 11 s is coming to to series x uh no it's coming to xbox in general um and it's going to be available on game pass when it comes out which that's is amazing pretty dragon... fucking cool Dragon Quest XI is a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit annoyed that they did announce that the Definitive Edition is coming to PlayStation, but I have to buy a separate game for it. Yeah. They're selling it as the Definitive Edition for like fifty, like $54 Australian or something. I'm like, yep. that's fine, Square Enix, but I sort of already bought Dragon Quest XI. I wonder if they'll, they won't, but I'm wondering if they'll do like an upgrade. Like Maybe. pay 20 bucks and you can upgrade to the definitive edition i hope so like when they did um oh what was it world of final fantasy yep they put that out and then they did like that maxima version and you can buy the maxima upgrade separately so fingers crossed fingers crossed i can just pay like 15 dollars for all the extra dragon quest stuff but we'll see we'll see um a a surprise to me was uh exo mecha in the pre-show which was basically like a first person shooter that you could call in like i don't know if you call in mechs but there was like what looked to be like transformers fighting each other and then there was like a robot dinosaur and there was like someone who looked like the silver surfer flying around on a surfboard like it was batshit crazy and i was like it definitely had a lot going on (laughs) there there was lots going on and i kind of want to know more about it but uh i think they're doing a beta for it soon uh and it seems like it's coming out later this year it's going to be free to play as well so worth checking out it'll be interesting another one another one from the pre-show that i was genuinely shocked given the presentation that it wasn't in the actual xbox showcase was balan wonderland yes which is a new game from square enix now they, they did hype this up a little bit jeff was like oh we're gonna finish with something pretty cool and it was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, well, that's and like it, it would have gone really well in their presentation. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's. I'm just looking through like the presentation. I'm like, is there anything that could have like subbed out? Honestly, like Tetris Effect Connected, you probably could have switched to those. Yeah, as much as I love Tetris Effect. Yeah, me too. But like, yeah. I feel like those that Tetris Effect would have been a good way to end that pre-show. It would have been like, oh, cool. But and just in case you're sort of you haven't been keeping up with the news and you're sitting there going why should like why should Balan Wonderland Wonderworld have been in the presentation? Well, not only is it published by Square Enix and being developed by their new development group, which is literally called Balan Company, uh, it is being directed by Yuji Naka with art direction by Naoto Oshima. And if you're like, who are those? Well, then geez, okay. They're the co-creators of the Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights into Dreams games. So that's just a 
some big names. Some good pedigree there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's a, it is a platformer, and it looks so charming. Yep, I'm I'm in. I'm so in. Also has a like musical theater style setting it as does. well, which is what I was saying before. I this that is what hooked me. I was like, all right, okay, I'm in. This looks pretty cool, and like it seemed I'm like I don't pretty know. Excited. There's gonna be like some sort of like music based element to it, maybe like stage performance style things. With, like, people... I think at least it just means it's gonna have a great soundtrack. Yeah, well that too. Yeah. The music was really good in this in this yeah. presentation as well. I think maybe the reason why it wasn't in the presentation is because they had quite a lot to say, and I think maybe it was going to take up a bit too much time in yeah in the, I mean, in the actual could... presentation because it, it was like it was they it was like five or six minutes long. And when yeah, you're talking well, they did in terms talk of a like lot. An... They had like yeah shots with like in the concept stages and all that, which I get. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I it would have worked nicely in the presentation. I think it would have too, but I think, yeah, that they maybe wanted to expand a little bit on it and let it breathe. Um, so putting it in that pre-show and like still hyping it up and making it the, the end of the pre-show is pretty neat. Um, the other thing from the pre-show that I was really interested in was uh, Echo Generation uh, from Coco Cucumber uh, in, in, from Canada, uh, which looked like it gave me some Earthbound vibes, uh, some Stranger Things vibes. Um I know you said that it has card-based combat, but I don't think it does. I think that's just the party menu. Looks like playing cards on second rewatch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this GameSpot thing here, and it says it uses a card system for battling. So I'm just... I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll I mean, see. If, that doesn't, if that, I'm wrong, that, I'm happy to be wrong. That doesn't bother me because I'm like, all right, cool. If it's like... A- I should be clear. It doesn't exactly bother me. I just feel like I'm seeing it a lot. Yeah. If it's a story-based Slay the Spire fucking sign me up like let's go if it's slay the spire with like a like a progression like i mean slay the spire has progression but it's roguelike but if this is like a game that has the same sort of battle system but there's like an ongoing narrative that i can like you know explore towns and things like that i mean and it's like really cool pixel art as well like it kind of gave me um 3d dot game heroes vibes like that kind of like pixel, yeah, like the like voxel Lego. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Voxel, because I'm a potato. Um, yeah, that one looked cool, but yeah, like you said, like the, I saw the because everything else about that, I was like, I'm into this. Yeah, and then I saw the cars, and I was like, okay, I'm cautious. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. I was just like, yes, tick, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Um. Okay, shall we? Let's get into the show itself. Get into the big <laughs> because stuff. again, do we want to run down a, a bunch of the games here? I just want to because I, I clearly the the center of the conversation, both well leading up to and also now as a result of what was shown afterwards, has been Halo Infinite. Let's do it. Let's just let's talk about Halo Infinite. Okay, they kicked the show off with this so. Um, I mean, it was it was the thing that they were pushing. Like, hey, come to this thing and you'll see first Halo Infinite footage. And we saw it. Yeah. And I don't know. So I think it's hard to be too rough on it, right? Because it was probably an old build. Again, I don't know how strained development has been with the pandemic and all that. But as much as I was definitely into the throwback like halo one combat evolved ish vibes of being on the ring 
and having these large areas was cool. Game sort of looked a bit rough. I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, but it just didn't blow me away. And I, I honestly, it's probably partly because this game has to run on Siri, unlike Series X and Xbox One. Yeah, like I personally didn't notice the that it looked pretty rough at first. I was just like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like you know, I was open world stuff like. It's running pretty smoothly. The gameplay looks like it's fun. It's got that real Halo feel. It looked like the quality of life stuff that they've been doing is still present. As someone who's just starting to play through the Halo games. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to take you through all of them, Joel. Yeah, so, like, you know, we've played a little bit of Halo 1 and, oh boy, um, you can, it's good, but you can feel the age in it. It's just like, come on, Chief, let's, Let's let's speed this up a little bit. Um, let's maybe maybe get go for a light jog instead of just a casual stroll. Um, hey man, Chief's on the rush. Hey, he's not. He's he doesn't need to. Yeah, he's a man with a mission, but he will take his time with said mission. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the thing to me that stuck, I was like one of the things to me that stuck out was like the grappling hook just looked like it's cool. It looked clunky though. Especially considering I've played Doom Eternal, which had the same mechanic, and I know that they're very different games and very different paced games, but that is like the standard for me. If you're going to put a grappling hook in a first-person shooter now, uh, that's the standard, is it's going to have that feel. Because every time I use that fucking weapon, it felt real good. And Yeah, look, the grappling hook is cool, like grappling hook is cool, but I do have to agree that I was not completely sold on it. Mm. Um, what I did like is they, they definitely were churning through the weapons to sort of give you an idea of the arsenal that the Chief will have. Yeah. Well, like I said, the game doesn't look bad. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things. I th- apparently there's another gameplay video that you can see where they combo the grappling hook with the um the sword. Oh, I, okay. I don't know what it's called. And I was like, okay, that could be fun. Like, literal space punching people with, with, a, with my, my cool, I don't know what it's called, the sword. The cool pointy sword thing. Um, <laughs> I know Halo. Um, yeah, look, I, I think it looks like fun. And I. it wasn't until people started really picking it apart where I was like, huh, yeah, okay. I see the and cracks like now. Like, it was always going to happen, right? Most people have nothing really to do besides to look forward to a lot of these games. So you give them this footage and they're going to just pour over it. Especially considering a lot of people were disappointed with how Halo 5 Guardians, like, narrative, like, campaign-wise, sort of wrapped up or was well, hey, presented looks in like general. no lock to be seen so far. So. Yeah. And apparently, I think I read somewhere as well that um, after Halo 5, uh, after Guardians was um, pretty poorly received in terms of its story, uh, they went back and retooled a lot of the story for this. Apparently, three four three went back and went. All right, cool. Let's pump the brakes. Let's go back and, and rework and look look over some things here. So wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to hear that. Honestly, yeah, yeah it's cool to see that they they're listening. Maybe we'll see if that yeah. happens. But um, so yeah, I think the most interesting part about it, though, and I at first I was somewhat surprised when they said it, but the more I thought about how the Xbox works with Game Pass, it made sense that 
currently, and they, they, they sort of use these words, but presently this will be the last Halo. And they're just going to add to this for the rest of a generation. I yes. Guess. They, I think they said 343 wants the game to be the platform for the next 10 years of Halo. Where have we heard this before, Kyron? Well, I don't know, man, but they actually split off and made their own game called Destiny. <laughs> yep. Where they said that, when they made that game, they were like, this is going to be the platform for the next 10 years, and then they released Destiny 2. To be fair, that was largely Activision, because now we can see with them free of Activision... Of course. They're making Destiny 2 the platform. Of course. Absolutely. But, but I'm just yeah, saying... Is, yeah. I know. It's it's pretty funny that we've seen this before from someone else who happened to be the original creators of Halo. Of Halo, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what that means for the story, how the story plays out. In the game, in the footage, they people have like you can catch the pause the map screen and sort of see that you have objectives and bases marked, and so it looks like you have some some sort of freedom to explore the it's, environments. It seemed like like the mission or whatever you want to call it that they were doing in that gameplay demo, you had a few different options of how to attack it. It was like, you need to get yeah. this particular battery. There's one he- over here. There's one over here on the right. There's one in the middle. Whichever one you want to do, figure out which uh, which one you want to go to and try and nap, yeah. which is pretty cool. So it should be interesting. Uh, no mention of multiplayer or co-op or anything. So I guess we'll see if what happens close to the launch. I think they said, um, they did say in the the thing, they were like, of course, multiplayer will, will show multiplayer soon, I think was what they said at the end of it. Yeah. They're like, we'll see. It's coming. Interesting. It's coming. At some point. That was sort of how I opened the show, though. That's sort of a, the standard they set. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think what else that really stuck out to me of, uh, of interest in there. Um, I think the funniest moment of the presentation goes to Obsidian with Grounded. Actually, let's just talk about Obsidian, the Obsidian Rock Obsidian in here. general had a had a good show. Yeah, but I, I'll start with the, with Grounded, which is, uh, I think, out today as we record on the 28th. Um, yeah, it's in Xbox Game Preview, so you can you can play it's early access now, basically. Uh, this is like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as a survival game. And I was like, all right, this looks pretty cool. This looks like fun. Um, but the... The trailer started with, like, the trailer voice person just being like, if you've been waiting for the biggest game of the year, then wait for Cyberpunk 2077. I'm like, well done. Well done. I, that got a laugh out of me. I openly laughed. Yep. It was funny. Yep. And then also followed it up with, from, from Obsidian Entertainment, the creators of games that are nothing like this, <laughs> was also another great line from this, literally, like, 10 seconds later. Um, that also got me a good laugh out of me as well. And yeah, it's basically like a survival game where you're in like, you're shrunk down in like a backyard and you fight like giant ants and stuff and build bases. And I'm like, this could be fun. This could be really fun. Um, they also had some DLC for the Outer Worlds. Yes. Which I honestly, I wasn't expecting DLC for that game, but uh, yeah. here we are. I think they said they've got two DLC packs for it. So this is the first nice. of two, I believe. Outer Worlds is a fun game. Mm. I, I should play more of it. Way too powerful by the end of it, so I wonder how this will play out. But um, yeah, it's called uh, yeah, it's cool Peril on Gorgon, and it had it has like a very like nineteen fifties B grade movie monster movie vibe to it as well. Um, just going off the trailer. Um, so 
what's funny to me is my favorite part about this existing isn't even the, the game or the trailer itself. It's a tweet from uh, one Kelsey Beecham, who was a writer slash narrative designer. Mm. And the tweet literally just says, I did it. They all told me I was mad, but I did it. I wrote for both Outer Wilds and The Outer Worlds. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> two games that i still sometimes get confused about <laughs> me too i always have to pause before i before i talk about one or the other um that's fantastic that's really good yeah, that made me laugh a lot <laughs> that's very very funny uh but obsidian weren't just happy to leave us there were they no they actually gave us a, a, a cg peek at their next i guess their first xbox game right yep it's it's that, a- this is their big meaty rpg and not quite satisfied by just going with looking at Bethesda and being like, you guys took too long to make a Fallout, so we'll make a Fallout and we'll call it The Outer Worlds. Yep. They are now making a Skyrim, essentially. Yeah. They're making a fantasy RPG called Avowed, which, from what I can tell, is set in the world of Pillar... Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Eternity, yeah. Yep. Which is really neat. And we don't know much about it. It seems like it will be played from first-person perspective, you know, sword in one hand, magic in the other. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah. I when like when the character did like the magic thing, and they did like the 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 what is it? Fucking um, Doctor Strange hand, like hand movements. Yeah, I'm like, signal. yes, this looks cool yeah. as shit. I'm in, man. Yeah. Like, I love Obsidian and I love fantasy, so I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty neat. They're just like. Because they, they, like, they had, like, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, hey, you know, and just so you know, we have been working on the next big, uh, that, that that next big uh, Obsidian RPG, and here it is. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> Fucking, you've just shown two games, and you've just backed it up by um by showing something. That was probably the biggest surprise, I think, of the, of the whole thing. Um, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else really stuck out to me. Um, really? As a surprise. The whole thing. As a, oh, as a surprise, yeah. Um, there were some... Co- oh, actually, not so much. But um, as Dusk Falls kind of didn't, like, blow me away like in, and surprise me or anything like that, but it definitely has my attention. Um, but, yeah, it's by Independent Studios Interior Night. Um and I think there's a lot of... I think you said there was some, like, ex-Quantic Dream people working on this. I believe. Or someone said something about ex... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, ex-Quantic Dream. Someone mentioned it, yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, it, it's based over, like, a 30-year time period. And it's uh, got, like, a cool... It didn't... It's not completely animated, but it's, like, almost like a visual comic book in a way. Um and yeah, set in the American Southwest, focusing on family and sacrifice. Uh, the trailer was really, really interesting. Um, yeah, that sort of stuck out to me as, as a big pick. Yeah, I think the first thing that definitely jumped out at me about As Dusk Falls was the art style. Yeah, and, and yeah, the fact that it is sort of got this sort of like... Reminded, you remember when like visual graphic novels were a thing? Like when like Watchmen came out and they did like Tales of the Black oh, Freighter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As yeah. like, you know, you could watch the, the, the comic basically. Yeah. Um yeah, similar sort of vibe, but obviously this is gonna be a bit more choice based, I I'm assuming. There's gonna be sort of decision decisions you'll have to make to sort of shape your narrative, maybe. 
Yeah, well, it, it, if it does in fact have the old, uh, some ex-Quantic Dream people, the, the the talent is there to sort of make those sort of games as well. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Definitely it, worth keeping it, an eye on. Described as an interactive drama. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, it's probably as good a segue as anything, but like, t- Tell Me Why was also featured there. It was nice to see more of this game. Well, and... we're going to see a lot more of it very soon. Yeah, well, episode one comes out soon, and then yes. two and three 20... are close behind. Yeah, 27th of August is episode one, and I think they said, I think I want to say September and then October for, yeah. I think it's a month apart for yeah. each episode. So it's three episodes, and yeah, they all come out within a, a month of each other or so. So yeah, that's, I love, don't nod. Mm-hmm. They are working hard because they're doing yeah, this they really and are. Twin Mirror. Twin Mirror, which yeah. Which is also supposed to be, be coming out this year, but that one I don't think is episodic, so. Yeah, well, I didn't know that they'd announced that this was episodic yet. This one, no, they hadn't, I don't think. Yeah, I think this was sort of them going, surprise, it's an episodic game. Um, uh, and again, like three episodes, man, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Before the Storm, a Life yeah. is Strange game that was like the perfect length. Yes, yeah. I think three episodes is a good good length, especially if you put it, make them meaty enough. And Yeah, meaty, they're like a couple of hours. Does, yeah, meaty does not necessarily mean lengthwise. It's like, you know, put enough in there to, to keep me, like, to string me along. Exactly. Yeah, you know, six or seven hour experience in total. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on this game. Um, and Twin Mirror, obviously. But um, it was nice to see more of Tell Me Why, even though I still can't quite take that name seriously. Yeah. Um, well, I think the, the interesting thing is, too, uh, about this presentation overall, is like I'm probably definitely going to check this out because they did hit home the fact of, which I guess we'll talk about eventually, but they did hit home that all these games will be available on X, uh, Xbox Game Pass. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Tell Me Why is going to be their day and date. So I'll definitely check that out August 27th. Yeah, I think um, sure. I think Life is Strange 2 is currently on Game Pass still. I think it just left. Oh, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because um, I was I, I had it downloaded and it left. And I was like, well, I'm going to delete that off my Xbox. Um, it's late yeah, of me to say it, but you should all play Life is Strange 2. I know, I had every intention. I had them all there ready to go, and I just didn't get around to it. And then they were like, it's going! I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, but maybe it's because Tell Me Why is coming. Maybe. They wanted to showcase that instead. Um, what else was there? I mean, I it would it, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm still incredibly excited for the medium. Which yeah, they did showcase a weird new trailer that as soon as, once again, much like when they first revealed it, once I heard those akira yamaoka tunes like ugh, i'm so excited i'm so excited for this game they showed i think after a presentation as well like a three or four minute video went up where they talked about the gameplay and yeah um, they showcased more of the system like basically the game runs both worlds like the real world and like the spirit shadow world at the same time to yep. make it more the, the transition more seamless which is a big deal yeah it's pretty neat the fact that this is going to be... That seems like next-gen tech. That, that's Yeah. It's like, exactly that what Ratchet like, & Clank is doing. Exactly, yeah. This seems like something where it's like, okay, this feels like something next-gen that we probably couldn't do without a pretty decent load screen. Although, having said that, Ghost, just talking about load screens, Ghost of Tsushima 
That thing loads fast. There is some witchcraft there. I don't know. I have no idea how that does it's that. It's ridiculous. That game is, yeah. That game, if you if you fast travel, you barely have a chance to sort of like get out of your seat and do, and like get a drink. It's like, no, you're already where you want to go. So oh, I hope you, you could hope stand you up. Leave. <laughs> You'd stand up and the game's ready to go again. Even loading in is like 10 yeah. seconds at most. When I, when I, bananas. When I booted it up this morning, I was in instant, almost instantaneously. I was just like, what the hell? But yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Because the Xbox for this and like Ratchet and Clank on the PS5, you know, it's those SSDs. Yes, true. Yep, uh, right. The interesting thing is, because this game is also a Series X and PC, and the system requirements went up for PC and it didn't mention SSDs. So I wonder okay. if that's just a, maybe they just forgot to mention it because it feels like this needs an SSD. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much I, about mm. the tech behind it, but loading those two worlds definitely sounds like you need that that faster yeah. speed. It's um solid state drives are, you know, they're the shit right now. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Also expensive. But Very great. expensive. Uh we got another look at Everwild from Rare. I'm so keen, don't really know what it is, but I'm in. I have, yeah, it look it looks very pretty. I have no idea what that game is. Whatsoever. If, I don't even know. I'm not sure that they know just yet, to be honest. Here's um, what I, we can pretty comfortably assume based on what we know at look. Game Pass is a focus of Xbox. So I basically assume all of their first party stuff to at least utilize like assume that they want you to keep coming back over time so whatever it is assume it will like it'll be sort of a living game i guess sort of like i mean they did with sea of thieves like yeah i don't know it's yeah i I, no idea but it was a very pretty trailer with a lot of talking about Mm. nothing really but hey if if rare is getting to be creative again i welcome it Totally fine. Yeah, let them do it. I mean, Sea of Thieves is fun. That it is. is really I fun. frequently think about going back to it. It is on yeah, Game Pass. So like, and it, that's the thing. Apparently, it's better now as well. Apparently, it's even better than it was. And I was like, well, I did have fun with it when we played it originally. Um, it's funny because there's a whole yeah, bunch of new content for the, it. The most fun we had with it was just just being idiots, and that's what makes it yeah. good. Just like being on a ship, singing, like playing our instruments, locking each other up in in like the brig, <laughs> in the brig, getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, going and fighting skelly boys on the shooting on the each other out of cannons. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, and all of this is now exists with the possibility of being, I don't know, attacked by a megalodon. Yeah, fuck it, that's fucking a. Uh, I think the kraken's in there as well. Now. Yeah, kraken's like, in there as well. He's like, in the mix. Like, there's so yeah, like ghost ships and stuff. Yeah, whatever Ray does, uh, like, I'm definitely paying attention. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's good for them that they get to maybe explore things that they previously didn't get a chance to do. Um. Ooh, what else have we got? We got Stalker Two. Stalker Two. Stalker that Two. Was interesting. I because watching that that like lead in, it really ju- like I mean I I guess the settings are sort of similar. Um, I immediately got the Metro vibes. I don't know why I didn't even occur to me to think it would be Stalker Two, but um, it I did sort of that I did think Stalker Two, and I'm like, does that game still exist or you know? Because well, I thought that it was cancelled. Yeah, same. And knowing how quickly now. Um, yeah, so think- yeah, so it was cancelled, but it, I don't think this was also. It seems like it was already announced, but this was sort of like I guess like a re-reveal. Apparently, it's Xbox exclusive, so there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. If you don't know anything about Stalker, it's um, I never played it, but it sort of seems like what Metro 
built on what Stalker was, I think, from what I could tell, and made it a little bit more linear, because Stalker, from what I could tell, is a little bit more open-worldy. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Stalker and- 2... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sidetracking us a bit here. But Stalker 2, like, be a, this is a different project, obviously. Okay. But the original Stalker 2 was announced, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, because, like, Stalker's old. I remember... Yeah, oh, like- yeah. Stalker's definitely old. I own Stalker 1, and is it Call of... Is is it's like a spin-off or like a a smaller yeah. like I've got both of those on my Steam library. They're sitting yeah. there. Mm. I've got a PC that can run them now. I'm like, maybe I should it's give true. them a look. Maybe I should give them a look. There's a bit of jank in them, but oh, yeah. I, I, this is a this is a yeah, post apocalyptic. Set in Chernobyl, like Yeah, like sign like sign me up. Being a, like a little bit weird. A little bit creepy. Yep. A little bit spooky. Um something a little bit more lighthearted, Psychonauts 2. That trailer Jack- was so good. Yeah, it really was. And I mean, it was enhanced by the fact that uh, confirming that Jack Black is in the game and he's has a song in it, uh, which was featured in this presentation. And it's, yeah, just hearing Jack Black sing and like sing legitimately as well. Like he was yeah. killing it on that song. Not like, not um, like Tenacious D comedy band singing, but like just... Yeah performing and it, yeah i do i forget that he is very talented sometimes he's 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 very talented like super talented yeah for um sure. but yeah uh, it's, it's cool and i mean obviously he's he's pretty good friends with with tim schaefer because of um i mean i think they were friends beforehand but like brutal legend as well it's another double fine game so yeah um which i played a little bit of it was fun um, it had its moments. Not to forget that Psychonauts 2 will feature James Willems as a toilet. Yeah, it will. It will. Um, but yeah, no, it, that, that, it's still looking great. Still no time frame about when that's coming, but... Good trailer, though. That was one of my favourite trailers, I think, from the show. It was very good. It was a trip. <laughs> like, it was a real trip. Um, uh, we got a... Um, we got another Warhammer game from the Vermintide yeah. team which is yep. this time 40k. So they're basically doing Left 4 Dead now. <laughs> like like Vermintide was like Left 4 Dead, but sort of like fantasy, you know, rat monsters using swords, axes, you got some magic and all that. Darktide is just like, uh, it's just Left 4 Dead. And it's fine yep. because you know who's not making Left 4 Dead for Left 4 Dead team. <laughs> well, no, they are though. That's the thing. <laughs> no, well, they're not making Left 4 Dead though. <laughs> Turtle Rock are making, le- they're making a game called Back for Blood. Back for <laughs> numerical four blood like they're hey, it's making gonna, it's left it's gonna come dead. out first <laughs> it's, it's, i'm just saying they are making it it's just not we don't know much about it yet but um yeah this is, that was that was pretty neat uh i didn't i actually didn't realize that was the the vermintide team i am more interested in that now oh really yeah because um yeah I, wow what's the name of the team because i saw the name it's the, the studio's got such a unique name but when i saw it i'm like oh yeah yeah, that's definitely I mean, that's the Vermintide guys. After our little after our exploits in Vermintide earlier this year and Vermintide two, that, that game is fun. <laughs> like that game is like non straight like like fat the shark. Opposite of, oh yeah, fat shark. That's right. Yeah. How can I forget fat shark? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, there's a new Forza game, Forza Motorsport game. I'm not interested because it's not it's not Horizon, so 
whatever. But those guys are busy, so <laughs> playground games are busy with something else. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, the worst kept secret of this entire thing was finally confirmed. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. Playground is um, making Fable, everybody. They're Pretend Fable. to be surprised. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't see much of it. It was just a we just saw we saw a trailer, um, and it highlighted that. The, the thing that I know about Fable, because I never really played it, but the thing I know the most about Fable is its humour. Yeah. Um, and it definitely showcased that humour, and it got, a, it got, a, it got a, a shocked laugh out of me when uh, <laughs> that, that, that cute, adorable little fairy got eaten by a toad. Um, uh, I've only played a bit of Fable 1 and a bit of Fable 3, so I don't have mm. much affiliation. But a lot of that becomes, becomes back to the fact that I didn't really have a 360. Yep. And I didn't really have a PC at the time, so there was just no yep. real easy way to access them. But the idea of Fable has always sort of intrigued me, even if the series mm-hmm. felt like it dropped off a bit. Uh, so well, I'm I mean, curious to see more of whatever this is. If, it is. if it's like a Fable 4 or like something different. Yeah, well, I like, I mean, Peter Molyneux isn't involved now. It's true. So, um, which, which is maybe good. It's a bit sad that Lionhead is shattered now and they didn't get a chance to keep making those games yeah. but i mean I, playground games make good games for the so, the Forza horizon series have are the best arcade races in such a long time that's the thing right so I'm, I'm kind of excited for playground to sort of step try something new right yeah absolutely and this is a complete left turn from um <sighs> I, I mean pun in pun intended but not really but like it is it, this is a complete departure from an open world racing game so yeah oh for um, sure uh yeah but uh, that's all we know that it, oh, it yeah. exists it's, it's called, coming it's called fable we don't know if it's a reboot or anything like that it's it's coming um my award for dumbest music of the entire conference of the entire presentation goes to now look Gameplay looked like fun, but like uh, Crossfire X showed off uh, some of the single player stuff, which is interesting and and you should be interested in because it's been developed, uh, helped, uh, co developed with uh, Remedy Entertainment. It so sure is. That's pretty interesting. And it did look like fun, but halfway through the trailer, I was like, wait a second. Is this a like video game trailer like dramatic version of x gonna give it to you by exhibit because fuck me it is and holy shit i could not stop laughing at how stupid that hey, was that might have been the, the aim joel it was so dumb it's so stupid and i i think it's it's hilariously bad and i love it um uh, <laughs> so, side note of a winter sale right now if you've uh, got a playstation go and pick up control it's going pretty cheap fucking a i actually do need to do that because i don't own it i borrowed your copy uh, and you i want to play that got, dlc you got, you got 15 dollars of uh, playstation credit that's a good point and i think control i don't i don't know what the the complete edition is but i can tell you the control base is about 29 dollars just think, you know I, i'm just i'm just like putting that out there you don't have to do it. I'm just letting I you think know. The, um, I think the I think the um, complete edition is like fifty bucks. So we'll knock that down to like thirty five bucks. Uh, yeah, put it out there if you want to get ready for that. Get ready for that Alan Wake, not Alan Wake DLC coming. They're coming up somewhere. on it. <laughs> so yeah, well, maybe I should. 
That's actually a good point because we were going to get four guys, but we it's don't have to worry about now. that now. It's going to be PlayStation Plus game. It's so fixed. <laughs> um, we just uh, like put through a whole bunch of news there. It was great. Yeah, pumped um, through a whole bunch of stories. CG reveal for State of Decay three. Yep. Uh, again, we don't know much about it. It's coming. That, it's got a lady has screamed at it, something in the wilderness. Some horrible animal like, monstrosities. <sighs> yeah. Okay, that was terrifying. Like that deer, <laughs> that like decaying deer. Oof. I think I'm somewhat just not. I, I shouldn't say that I'm immune to that, but I think I hit like peak Jesus Christ. What is that horrible animal animal monstrosity? After watching um, shit, what's its name? Annihilation. Annihilation. Oh yeah, that I blocked that from my yeah. mind. Well, Thank you're you welcome for having it back. Yep. Guess so like after that, I'm kind of like yeah, that thing was a bit weird, but it's not as bad as. I don't want to say it because, like, if you for some reason if you're like I haven't watched Annihilation, which you should probably do, it's I really liked it, but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. That that thing and that is just the worst. So this thing it's was awful. quite calm by comparison awful. to me. Awful, awful, awful. Um, um, we got a so this one I was sort of surprised by. Uh, the creators of Steam World have a new game. Yeah, Image Informed Games. Um, I really like them. I like the... Like, SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 are excellent games. 2 especially. I played um, a lot of 2, and I did really enjoy it. Um, SteamWorld Heist is worth your time as well. It's like a, a like a tactics-based game, um, but like a 2D tactics-based game. It's like a side-scrolling one. Um, and it's all about, like, it's set in the same universe, and you're, like, busting into, like, different ships and stuff. It's pretty cool, and, like... It's got a ricochet function as well, so you can like bounce bullets off of walls to like get behind cover. Um, it's it's really fun. I played a little bit of it on Vita, I think I played it on, um, and I haven't checked out SteamWorld Quest yet, but I'm I kind of want to because it's. I think that one maybe reviewed a bit lower, but yeah, they, yeah. they do make good stuff. I've heard it's still pretty good. It's but it's a, it's a it's a card based tactics game, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm interested. Uh, but I think and the main reason it just surprised me is like, again, like I don't want to, I don't want to like take a developer and assume they're only going to ever make one sort of game or like even just one, like in following one particular style. But this is yeah. a full like 3D environment. This game is called The Gunk. Yeah. Uh, we don't, Again, we don't know much about it. We know there's a thing called Gunk. <laughs> it's a collectible That's resource, right. et cetera, et cetera. You can, uh, the landscape can grow and change instantly, but there are dangerous enemies. So, you know, pr- pretty much standard, like, 3D, either action or platforming uh, A little bit um, Mario Sunshine vibes. Yeah. Either Cleaning way, up like, the gunk. I, yeah, because when, when I saw Image and Form, I was like, okay. And then this trailer started playing, and I was just blown away. Yeah, I'm I was definitely like, keeping an eye some, on it. I was like, oh, some new SteamWorld stuff? Here we go. And then, yeah, it wasn't. But I was still pretty surprised by it and impressed by it yeah um yeah it looks neat my xbox console launch exclusive for that yes. one as well um the messaging was yeah, really I, weird for a lot of that stuff honestly yeah well like i mean there were there wasn't much else really of note that i guess we that there was like a sizzle reel for destiny 2 uh fantasy star online 2 is coming there it's getting uh, the just the fantasy star thing is weird because it feels it looked new but it's it is Fantasy Star two, which already came out. It just seems like it might be like a jazzed up version of it, like just. Looks I think really it's good. a. It, they said something about a new area, so I think it might be DLC that's coming to the rest of it. But maybe is launching with the whole game on 
Xbox. And I'll have you know, you, you've breezed over Destiny 2, but this is a weird, this is kind of, it almost feels like coming home in a weird way, but Bungie is bringing Destiny 2 to Game Pass, as okay. long with, along with all the DLC. Yeah, okay, I, I did skip over that, and that's not that's not entirely Again, fair. It's not, it's a, not like it's a, a, a blazing hot, like, headline, but... It is kind of cool to see Destiny Free, like the act- Bungie Free of Activision, and they're kind of they're bringing Destiny Two to Game Pass with their former partners Xbox and just putting all the DLC up. That's really yep. cool. Yeah, and it kind and of makes me wish I played Destiny Two. I know. I'm like, should, should we roll new characters and play through everything? Is it on Game Pass on PC? If it is, I'll do it. Ooh, hang on, hang on. We can check after the show, Joel. Okay. No, it says here <laughs> Xbox Game Pass will support Destiny Two on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and mobile via the cloud. So, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> I think it's still on. Is it? No, it's not. It's not on Battle.net anymore. No, it's not. It was. Um, Which means Stadia, they don't right? have it anymore. Fuck! It was on Stadia. <laughs> ah, fuck. it is. It is on Steam though. Um, but yeah, I got it for free during BlizzCon. Was it during BlizzCon or but, whenever, whenever wait, they Destiny, were like Destiny ah, Two free. is free to play. Oh, it's free to play. Fuck it! You just, well, you just can't play, play the expansions. <laughs> The expansions cost money. Okay, all right. Well, if they put it on PC and they we'll can, can play through all the DLC, let's play it on PC. Let's do it. They've also announced the vault as well, so they're rotating a bunch of content in and out. So okay. Well, like I, I did play a little bit on PC when I had it, and it was pretty nice to play on PC. Yeah, I bet um, it's really nice on PC. <laughs> running at sixty frames, and yeah, it was pretty. Nice. A, again, a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, mouse and keyboard. It felt real good. I should probably um, just download it and just have a look myself. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, again, it's not news, but it's it's nice. I like yeah. it. Uh, and yeah, as mentioned before, Tetris Effect Connected, um, which is just Tetris Effect, but they're adding some multiplayer stuff to it as well. Cool. Seems like maybe some new music or well, some remix versions of music. Was Tetris Effect an exclusive? I think so. It's not on anything else. Oh, no, yeah. it came to PC because you can play it on like Vive and oculus i'm pretty so sure I, i'm assuming that's why it was sort of not really an exclusive but sort of an exclusive because it was so vr heavy and yeah. xbox doesn't have vr yet so well they said that this i think that the the connected version so tetris effect connected is exclusive like a timed exclusive to xbox when it launches in holiday 2020 um so i, I assume that version's coming to other platforms but you can only play it on xbox at first um and yeah it's got multiplayer um, cool idea. I don't know if it's like competitive multiplayer or if it's. Co- I really hope it's co-op multiplayer. Well, because it seemed weird, right? Because it started with all the separate things, and then they all sort of pushed together. Yeah, like they so, all started forming. Um, like if blocks. you can, it's cool. If you can play like co-op and just make like a ridiculously long like Tetris chain, that's kind of interesting. Because the cool thing is, because that's the thing about Tetris Effect is like, it's all about. The, the main song when you think about Tetris Effect is like mentioned it's all connected and it's like now the fact that it's called Tetris Effect connected it seemed it would seem weird to put a competitive multiplayer which I'm sure there is going to be one in there but um, but yeah it seems like connected seems to be like more co-op vibe that's yeah. what I, I took away from it anyway um, yeah it's interesting but um, I think that sort of that covers the majority of it, honestly. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about it. What did you think? Because like, there with a lot of the focus being on Halo Infinite, the rest of it sort of 
blew by to me. Yeah, look, I I think my initial thoughts about the whole thing when it finished, I was like, that was really good. I really enjoyed all of that. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it was okay. Um, and you mentioned before about the messaging on a lot of things about whether things are going to be on Series X or if they're going to be on both or if they're not or it seems the messaging seemed a little bit mixed throughout the whole thing so I don't know it's we are getting we're getting another one of these aren't we I think I mean they did say they were going to basically do one a month until March but if you're referring to the Jeffy Grub Grub summer game mess he does have Xboxing day penciled in for august which is where we're meant to see lockhart yeah and i'm so, i would assume you would have to assume that's when they're announcing price and release date like it's getting beyond a joke now like, well we didn't we didn't say we didn't touch on it directly because really it was jeff keely using a controller but jeff keely yeah. did interview or did talk to a sony person about ps5 about release date and they said that they will give you notice there'll be plenty of notice before launch and if it's coming in holiday and they're going to give you notice well we're getting pretty close we're running pretty we're running out of time to give pretty good notice like it's to, to pre-order potentially an 800 dollar console like it's we'll see. yeah it's got to be august it has to be it has to be like and again and- jeff jeff grubb in his all-seeing knowledge does have both companies down for events in august so and if you look at like just at xbox like we had that first presentation, which was, like, a bunch of cool games. We've had this one, which was, like, first-party stuff and Halo Infinite. So there's your launch title. There's your your flagship title that you're going to ship with. The next natural progression, if we're working in the law of threes, would be, and this is when you can get it, and this is how much for. Yeah. You would think. But who fucking knows in this day and age what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> Well, it's that's all... the thing. We're in a pandemic, so everything's out of whack. <laughs> We have no idea what could happen. We could wake uh, up tomorrow and there could be an email press release about it just being like, oh yeah, it's coming out uh, on... I, st- I still just get the distinct feeling that Sony and Microsoft are just both playing release date and price chicken. Oh, 100%. Like, now now it's gone this far. At first it was like a joke to speculate about that. Now it's gone this far. It's like, who's going to pull the trigger first? And neither of them are. And we're going to get to holiday and they're going to be like, no, you first. No, you go first. <laughs> You're going to get to hold it and the, the console will be on shelves and they'll be like, oh, we didn't price it. <laughs> Whoops. No, I, I do think this month is the month we'll find out. Uh, mm. It's just, yeah, the messaging was just weird and I think that's just going to be something we have to get used to going forward for Series X and being so focused on cross-gen and Game Pass itself also contributing further to that. But yeah, I thought it was... It was okay. The more the more I reflected on it, it re- made me realize that it was an ad for Game Pass. Like, Microsoft is happy for you to buy a Series X, uh, but initially at launch, they just want you to be subs to Game Pass more than anything. Which, I mean, like, if you look at the past 12 months of Xbox presentations in whichever shape or form, they are all that. They are all just, yes. look how good Game Pass is. And it's like, we don't need, like, we know that, I mean, us as users know it's really good, but, um, I mean, I don't blame them for it because they're, they're, they're trying to change the game quite literally. And 
they're kind of winning at it. <laughs> like, it's working. It's weird, right? Because the game, everyone's playing their own game now. Yeah. That's it. It's, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting generation, especially when you consider the fact that these two are going to be out this year. And then we just, we will, we'll be waiting for the inevitable, whatever Nintendo does with their, whether it's a revision of the switch, a new switch. Like, I don't know. This generation is going to be, I thought going into it, I was like, okay, well, like games might look a bit better. But it turns out that the crazy thing is going to be everything else. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's exciting. Like that's, I yeah. think that's more exciting than oh, like graphic fidelity. I'm like, yeah, cool. Oh, absolutely. Like, well, we're hitting a point now where it's going to be harder and harder to sell these more expensive boxes. Exactly. For like, like a minor increase in visuals and performance, like I guess. I mean, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima at the moment, and like, yeah, okay, maybe it's running at 30 frames, and yeah, it's a little bit glitchy sometimes, but it loads really quickly. And it looks, there are some parts that my jaw hits the floor with how pretty that game looks. Like, if you get the sun in the right position and at the right time of day in, a, in, a, in a, like an open field full of like red flowers, it's gorgeous. Like, the game is just stunning. Um, so yeah, to be able to see that like, they're trying to, that, that, that's not only like Sony and Microsoft and stuff are looking at different ways to attack this how to sell these these consoles. The people who are making the games for them are going, all right, cool, we can only make games look so good. How, how else can we innovate? Uh, yeah. And there's, there is some of that going on with, like, you know, what we've talked about today and in past episodes. Like, it's cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting going forward. I just can't help but feel like, I don't know. I still just am not really blown away by either company's messaging, I guess. That's fair. Uh, and I just don't really feel like I need to have a next generation console. Currently, the, the main, like, the reason I will upgrade, and I this could change. It's Resident Evil 8, and we don't know when that's coming out. I kind of, look, I want to play the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. I really want to play that. <laughs> like, if I have to buy a PS5 for it, I'm kind of good to wait. Uh, Whereas with yeah. Xbox, it's just like, hey, Halo Infinite's coming out for Series X, but I can play it on my on my Xbox One, which I mean, if like with Microsoft's focus being on Game Pass with a messaging, I guess that means that they're succeeding, which is good. But yeah, it's gonna be a weird gen. I wonder if Halo Infinite's coming out on PC on Game Pass. I just thought of that. I'm like, I wonder if that if they would do that as well. Or whether they delay it down to like, because I mean they've got no like they've got no really excuse to say like oh well Halo is an Xbox thing because they've made a big deal of getting the Master Chief Collection on. I think you know what I reckon it might come out like the way that they're trickling out the, the Chief Collection, it could line up. Yep, that could be I, I, that that'd be really interesting to see launch on on PC on Game Pass simultaneously as well. Yeah, it'd be inter- yeah, boy, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, super weird. Do you reckon, reckon they'll also sell it on Steam, like the Chief Collection? Ooh. I don't know. This is all yeah, This is all future talk. But um, yeah. yeah, it's all speculation. But it's fun speculation. It is. And look, we'll have plenty of time for it over the coming month. And maybe longer if we don't hear anything from them. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, that's it. Oh. 
But um, looking at what we've got, I think that's an episode, Joel. I reckon it is too. Which means uh, you get another wonderful outro from everyone. Truly, get ready. Here we go. Alrighty. Well, if you made it this far into the episode, thank you very much once again for listening to the Dialogue Options podcast. We very much appreciate your patronage. Um, if you want to support us in any way, shape, or form, the best way to do so is by telling someone about us. Uh, retweet our stuff on Twitter. Like, post it to your friends. If you have a friend at work that plays video games that likes to listen to podcasts like this and you think they might like it, tell them us about. Uh, tell them about us. Um, it's the best thing you can do for us to help support the show. Um, but if you want to find us on any of the social medias, we are at Dialogue Options. Um, so yeah, we post a whole bunch of random stuff up there. This week you can find out about the new episodes have gone live. All that kind of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. In terms of our individual accounts. You can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where the last thing I tweeted about, um, I had a bit of an afternoon this afternoon where I was listening to a whole bunch of different music that I hadn't listened either like new stuff or stuff I hadn't listened to for a while, and I somehow stumbled back into um, listening to Treats by Sleigh Bells, and nice. holy shit, that album fucking slams! Like, it, that, that album will kick you in the face, and you'll just want to punch dance around. The, uh, it always makes me feel like I'm in, for some reason I'm in like, I'm walking into school in like a high school drama, like any song on that album, I'm just like walking in, it's like slow-mo, I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Thank you um, for reminding me, but I haven't listened to Sleigh Bells in a long time. Yeah, I man. should change I, that. And that album, their first album, I think is still their best. I think it's just, it is solid gold. Infinity It's the guitars. one I listen to the most. Oh, it's just... Um, brilliant. For those for those who are, I, I have a camera feed, but Joel was doing his chef kit. It was chef. I was kiss. doing chef. I was trying to do it audibly so you could at least hear it. That's what that sound was. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, just a couple of things. I was saying about how excited I am for Fall, fall Guys, um, and there's a fun retweet, uh, which is the guy looking guy with his girlfriend looking at another guy, and it was and they've repurposed it for Ghost of Tsushima players every two minutes, and it's Jin and. Uh, <laughs> Lord um, uh, L- Lord Shimura, uh, looking at him disapprovingly as he like goes to chase away chasing a fox, and I'm like, and a bird. that is yeah, and a bird, hundred percent the truth. But I think I saw someone from Sucker Punch like retweeted as well. So yeah, so good. Uh, but that's all I've been tweeting about. Where can they find you, Karen? Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I am at X, and you're lucky Joel's doing this outro, so I'm not the one cutting him off and just denying him <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Like I did last time, just making a fool that's, of myself. That's why it took a bit longer this time. I was just like Thanks. reveling. Just, I was just like, just like really enjoying it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see how it is. Uh, so my most recent tweet is a retweet of myself, which is a retweet of Boss Logic, which is just just to remind everyone that we we need Brie Larson to be Samus in a Metroid movie. We just yep. do. Yep. Uh, she was on Animal Talkings this week. Charming little, like, 30, 40-minute interview. Recommend checking it out. Obviously, the full episode as well, because that show is... Who would have who would have seen it coming, honestly? I mean, he's expanding the brand now. He's doing a D&D show in, I, in Animal Crossing as well. He offered Brie Larson to come and guest host if she wants to, after she oh, did my God. Jimmy Kimmel, so... That's brilliant. That's <laughs> that brilliant. show's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, so that my last tweet, 
Brie Larson, Samus Aran, Nintendo make it happen. She wants it to happen. Everyone wants it to happen except for people who I don't care about, so it's fine. Yeah, it's not negotiable. Like, it has to happen. Yeah, it's not, like, if we, if, if Henry Cavill can want to play Geralt and then play Geralt, then we can make this happen. It's pretty simple, guys. Come on, get on it. But yeah, that's... that's I tweet about other stuff, but I just, I've retweeted that twice now just to keep it in my feed. <laughs> just like, I'm going to keep reminding myself that this is what we're fighting for. Just circulating it. I like it. Well, in that case, thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we'll catch you next time. Options podcast.